I'm Polly. I'm a mom, a wife, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and founder of No Kegels University. I have helped thousands of women stop leaking, enjoy intimacy, and feel proud of their bodies, even after having kids. After years of listening to women wonder why no one talks about leaking, how they should properly recover after having a baby, and that pleasurable intimacy is possible, I started to get real frustrated because I believe that no mom or woman should struggle when there are answers. It became my mission to shed light on the lack of postpartum care and the lack of discussion on issues that relate to women and their health, even if they can be uncomfortable sometimes. It also became my mission to change the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more. Here we go. Episode 19, My Endo Story. Next month is Endometriosis Awareness Month. And for those of you who aren't familiar with this, I'll talk more about it, but real briefly, the way I like to describe it is it's lesions that appear like the lining of our uterus, and they can be found in many different places, inside the pelvic cavity, inside the abdominal cavity, and the problem with it is that it creates a lot of dysfunction. It creates extra pain, painful periods, painful intimacy. The pelvic floor can become involved in probably 100% of the cases to some degree. And some it affects differently than others. Symptoms show up a little bit differently. And unfortunately, the way that healthcare currently is, there is a pretty long waiting time to get good and correct help. But I thought it might be useful to share my story from my perspective because the way I view it now compared to when I was 20, when I discovered that I had it, my perspective is different. My knowledge base is different. And I wanted to share with you my story in efforts to increase awareness, of course, for next month, but also to be able to hopefully alleviate your story and maybe your burden of this because oftentimes because it is such a long journey it it can be pretty frustrating to not get the right help for a really long period of time and i i want to illustrate that even though i had access and the knowledge base kind of in the beginning it still was really a long journey for me and you'll you'll see at the end i'm i'm still on that journey so early on i had pretty painful periods and a lot of bleeding to be quite honest and in my home my mom never let me stay home because of cramps or miss out on anything i just had to keep going and I will say, while I wished that sometimes she would have given me a break, I am thankful that she instilled that keep going mentality. While while it's not always great, I do think that it was really useful and has served me in other capacities. And this this painful periods and the extensive and heavy bleeding continued 
And I never thought much of it. I just assumed that's how it was. And when I was 18, after college or after high school graduation, I started running a lot and I had a lot of pain in the front of my hip. And conveniently, I was working at a physical therapy office as an aide. And when I was limping around, one of the PTs said, hey, why don't I why don't I work on you? And so each physical therapist kind of took turns helping me with this supposed hip pain that I had in the lower right part section of my belly. One day, one of the new grads, one of the new physical therapy graduates, she offered to be able to work on me for the day and started asking me some questions. And if you're new here, she's actually a big part of how I even had an interest in women's health because she started asking me about my periods and I told her, no, it's, it's my hip. I have pain when I run and sometimes I have pain, you know, walking around And she said, right, right. But, but tell me more, you know, what are your periods like? Are they painful? Do you bleed a lot? You know, do you, you know, is it painful to put a tampon in? And I just thought that it was kind of inappropriate that she was asking me these questions somewhere along the lines. She said, I think you might have endometriosis, but you have to have a surgery in order to be able to diagnose it. And I thought, you are the only one in this office who was telling me I have endometriosis and every other PT here has made comments that it's my hip. And because she was a new graduate, I kind of ignored her. And a few years later, my mom, I think it was when I was about 20, I believe, my mom took me, I was home visiting, and she took me in for a pap smear, which I was mortified because I don't think anyone can ever properly prepare you. Well, I I say that tongue in cheek. I at the time I felt like I never could have been well prepared. However, knowing what I know now, I'm going to do a real good job of preparing my daughter long before that day. But while I was in there, the doctor asked me some of these same questions that that new graduate, that new physical therapist had asked me. He asked me about my periods and he asked me if they were painful and I said well, yeah, but I think that's how it is for everybody. And he said, no, they actually shouldn't be painful. And I said, what? That's, that's news to me. And he asked about how heavy I bled and all of these other questions, really diving deep into what my menstrual cycle was like. And so he said, you know, I suspect you might have endometriosis and To be honest, I was kind of overwhelmed just by going in for this appointment for this pap smear, and I I kind of put it off to the side. I didn't think about it until later that this new grad was right, and everybody else in the office, I thought, man, this, this, I don't know how the doctor brought this up, and I don't know how this new graduate brought it up, but nobody else in this physical therapy clinic brought it up to me. And at the time he said, okay, well, I'm going to start you on birth control because at the time, what he told me was birth control and or getting pregnant uh, is the best way to cure endometriosis. Or he said something of that nature, which full disclosure, that's not how you treat it. And that um, being pregnant doesn't take care of it either. You'll 
you'll hear more about that here in a minute in my story. But I just want to make sure that full disclosure, that's not how you treat endometriosis. So he put me on birth control and I went back to school and I won't bore you with all of the details, but I woke up with headaches and I felt depressed and I had morning sickness and my cycles were all over the place. And so I'm relaying this information to my mom because I'm back at college. I'm in an, in an entirely different state and telling my mom about all these symptoms and how terrible this birth control is. And he had given me some samples. And so we kept trying different ones and it really was a disaster. And at one point my dad called me and he said, okay, I think that we are going to do an exploratory laparoscopy when you come back and we're going to look and see he says we might, I should say my dad's an anesthesiologist and this OBGYN is a really good friend of his. Not that my dad was going to be in there, but I think he felt a little involved in part of it, but he said that I was going to have surgery when I came back for spring break in a couple of weeks. And I had never had surgery before, so it, it didn't seem scary to me at the time, but one thing he said to me before I went in for surgery was that we don't know if you do have endometriosis. And unfortunately, just because you have all this pain, it is common that we might go in and we won't see anything. But then sometimes, you know, we go in and the patient might be laden with endometrial lesions. So he did warn me prior to, which was helpful, but it, I, I think that actually made me a lot more nervous because then I thought, oh, everyone is going to think that I'm making this up, that, you know, on, on my spring break, I'm having surgery because I'm in all this supposed pain. And I just, it really worried me. And I don't know if I should say thankfully or not thankfully, but he came back and he said that I had nine different lesions and he burned them off at the time. And he said that should take care of it. Possibly it might come back, but more than likely it wouldn't. Now, this was a really, really long time ago, and we know differently now. I want to make sure that I illustrate that so that you are taking away good information, but also so that you can see that I didn't have all the information at the time that we have now. And I, I, I don't fault anyone. I don't fault my parents. I don't fault this doctor at all. But I, I want to be transparent of knowing what I know now compared to what I knew back then. So life continued on. Recovery was a little painful. And I continued having painful periods. I continued having abdominal pain. And I didn't think anything about it because I really was under the impression that all had been taken care of. And early in 2016, um, I woke up and I could barely breathe. I was in so much pain. I couldn't even get out of bed. I was in so much pain. And I called my mom and she said, okay, well just take yourself to the ER. And I said, I, I legitimately don't think I can do that. And so I ended up going, um, a friend took me into the emergency room and they found nothing. They ran a bunch of tests and they suggested I go in to see my OBGYN after we got my pain under control. 
So I followed up with my OBGYN at the time, and he said, yeah, it probably was an endometriosis flare. Sometimes that can happen. And he said, well, surgery is an option, but I'll leave it up to you. And I'll add here that this particular OBGYN, I actually treated a lot of his patients and I had worked with him and had learned a lot from him. In my opinion, he was the best OBGYN in Boise at the time that I was there. And I really didn't want to have surgery. Well, I should say finances were a really big part of it because I was single. I was paying off my student loans. And I also just incurred this big emergency room bill with a lot of testing and met my deductible and was really trying to just just take care of my finances and be a responsible individual. And so I said, no, I, I want to try some other measures. And a f- coworker of mine recommended a gal who did acupuncture for, for reproductive health. And so I went that route and she was having me come three and, and I'll say two insurance didn't cover this, which that's, that is probably a topic for another day. But as I am, like I had mentioned, finances were kind of a bit, a big deal at the time for me. And I just really could not see myself affording, um, the three times a week that nothing was being covered, nothing was being reimbursed. And she said that it would take at least three months of three times a week before we would see a change. And I thought, well, man, at least a surgery would cover it. So while I think it helped a little bit, and even now I'll say I have definitely tried some other non-traditional uh, ways to manage my pain, which I'll, I'll I'll talk a little bit more about in another episode, just giving you some of my, the same tips that I utilize myself and the same tips that I share with patients that are really uh, helpful to them. But I ended up agreeing to have another surgery done where they went in and they burned off uh, those endometrial lesions. And again, they found lesions in the same spots that I had had before. They had grown back because they only burned them off. They didn't get rid of the roots of them, if you will. And so I had, I had that surgery and recovery was, was fine. I, I mean, abdominal surgery of any kind is a little tough to recover from. And I went on my merry way. However, I still had abdominal pain. And interestingly enough, um, a few months later, I went to a course and my employer at the time, he paid for all of our continuing education classes. And this particular course was called um, Visceral Mobilization. I don't remember the actual name of the course, but the idea behind it is that all of our organs in our abdominal cavity and our pelvic cavity, they all have a covering on them called the viscera. And if you think about the big long laundry list of organs that sit inside of it in, you know, in those cavities, there's a lot of them. And the interesting thing about it is that they're, 
they're, they should slide and glide, right? If you think about when you go to bend over or when you lean to the side, all those organs kind of have to squish around on top of each other and then move as you know, you're moving throughout the day. However, if you remember what I said earlier, that those endometrial lesions can be sticky and they create a lot of scar tissue and scar tissue acts a lot like super glue, your organs can become stuck and not move very well. And in this particular course, one of the things, um, the, or the way I should say that they presented is they would say, okay, if you have neck problems and now we're going to mobilize your, and then they would, um, choose a particular organ and teach us how to perform the mobilization to that particular organ. And the very last set was, um, reproductive organs. And we started with the female reproductive organs and the instructor said, okay, is there anyone in the class that has, you know, painful periods, difficulty getting pregnant and my sweet coworkers. And it, it, it actually makes me a tad bit emotional just thinking about it because they know me well enough. I actually don't really like to be in front of crowds talking about myself. I would rather be, you know, be helping others. And they volunteered me to sit up in front of the class and, and to have this. And the gal asked me, okay, well, do you have any history of trauma to your abdomen? And I said, no, I I don't have any. And, um, she said, okay, well, you know, something might come to you later, but you know, we'll see. And, And I had told her about my recent surgery a couple months earlier. And she said, well, it'd be really interesting to see how your cycles go and how your pain is. And, you know, we can go from there. And, the most interesting thing she said, she told me ahead of time, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to reach. And this is all done by your hands on your stomach. And you just find the organ and perform different movements to it, depending on what it is. And she said, I'm going to grab your uterus. And she placed her hands on my stomach, went to grab my uterus. And I kid you not, she recreated the same pain that sent me to the emergency room she recreated the same pain that I had when I was 18 years old and running and recreated the same pain that I had had starting all those years ago up until that same point. And it was very validating. And she said, you know, your, your uterus is stuck to the back of your lumbar spine. That's where a lot of your pain is coming from. And because I know what I know, I said, oh yeah, there, you know, there are actually a couple of endometrial lesions behind my uterus. And she said, yes, of course, that's probably why. And after working on me, I felt young. I felt very, very young. And it was just interesting that I, for the next probably six months, I never knew when my cycle was coming because I had no pain. And I won't go into any more than that, just because uh, while it plays a big role in my endometriosis story, um, I'm happy to talk about that modality another day, but I do use it with my patients to this day, and it helps a lot of my patients manage their um, endopain. So that was a lifesaver, and to be quite honest, it served me well for many, many years. And I got married, I think. I think it was maybe a couple months later and we started uh, trying to become pregnant. And unfortunately we had a miscarriage in there 
And with that, um, it took us a really long time to get pregnant. But prior to that, I went and saw one of the coworkers that I attended this course with, and she did visceral on me in order for me to be able to become pregnant because becoming pregnant can be a component that comes up with endometriosis. And I was just convinced that that was the reason. And it's hard to say. I, thankfully, I didn't have to go see a infertility uh, doctor at the time, but um, that v- visceral was very helpful. And I'm sure a lot of it was just because of the scar tissue that I had experienced after that endometriosis surgery where they went in and burned off those lesions again. So I, so I'll say fast forward, um, several years, two babies, two C-sections and not long after my last baby, when my cycle started, my menstrual cycle started, they became pretty painful, which is, which I just have come to accept after you have a baby that things are just a little funky, but I began having a lot of heavy bleeding, a lot of clotting, Uh, My pain was really terrible. I started having a lot of symptoms that I never had before associated with my menstrual cycle. And then even other symptoms that would happen prior to, after, and all in between. And it it started to become debilitating. And there was an emergency room visit um, in there. And they said, yep, there's there's nothing, but, oh, I bet it's probably your endometriosis. You can just blame it on that. And that was really kind of frustrating at the time. And I kind of tuned everything out. I didn't want to give any more time or money or energy to the endometriosis because I thought, you know, I've had two surgeries already. I'm not doing this anymore. I don't want to. And a couple months go by and my daughter starts asking me, mommy, does your belly hurt again? Why don't you go take a bath like you always do? And she held my hand and took me to the bath. And in that moment, I realized I needed to do something different because this was affecting not only me, but it was affecting my baby girl. And while I have the sweetest daughter that has ever walked this earth, that's not the mom that I wanted to be for her. And that's not the mom I want to be for her. And so I started implementing a lot of different things to improve my hormones, to improve my health. And that's, again, that will be in another episode um, where I give you a lot of my tips and tricks. and. In the upcoming month, this next March, or I should say this upcoming March, there is going to be a lot on Instagram and there's going to be an exercise series and there's going to be a lot happening. So stay tuned for that. But I started making a lot of changes and I strongly believe in timing and seasons. And I happened to meet a gal who works with an endometriosis doctor in the country in this country, I should say. And she basically said, listen, quit messing around, go get the surgery. He does the excision where they go in and they, and they actually remove the lesion entirely. 
go do it. You deserve it. Your kids deserve it. Don't ask yourself any more questions. Just do it. So in this moment of time, I am considering strongly an endometriosis excision. While this disease or diagnosis can be very debilitating, one of the things that I have learned is it doesn't get to control me. While it gets to decide some of my hours of the day, some of my days of the week, it doesn't get to decide how I live my life. It doesn't get to decide my attitude. And I really don't want to rest my life's choices on this particular disease. And that's one piece of advice that I would give you that if you are experiencing this and struggling with this yourself, or if you know someone, I I personally don't want to relate to my to my endometriosis because I didn't decide it and it doesn't get to decide the rest of my life. And so while I do get emotional over it and while I do have a lot of frustrating and painful and rough days, I've spent a lot of time studying on it and treating patients with it. And I, as silly as it sounds, or maybe it's powerful to you, I, I hope it's the latter. I hope that this lets you see that while I, I do have a, a pretty big knowledge base that surrounds it, but it does affect me. But I also believe that there's a lot that you can do, even if surgery isn't an option for you right now, even if finances don't let you be able to do some of the things that you want to or need to quite yet. But I am hopeful that this story, my story, this is my reality, that this provided you with some sort of an idea of what endometriosis is, because as you'll see in in the upcoming month on my Instagram. And depending on who else you follow, you you might see people talking about it. You, You at least have an idea. And my homework for this particular episode is that if you know someone that struggles with endo, please share this with them. Also, if you struggle with chronic pain or endometriosis yourself, please check the show notes and sign up for my Thrive with Endo exercise series that will be um, hitting your email towards the end of March. So sign up for it. I will be sending out some more information about it as we get a little bit closer and as March starts. So I want to make sure that you are aware of all of that that is upcoming because I I think maybe because I'm in the middle of this myself, I, I want to celebrate and, and I say celebrate, I don't mean celebrate the disease. I mean, celebrate a lot of the solutions. So, and, and I do believe you can thrive with endo. So with that, remember you're an heiress and a queen and everything in between. If you enjoyed this episode or even wondered if I can help you check the show notes for more details. And to see what else I'm up to, follow me on the socials at Beyond the V period by Polly. Because I'm changing the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more, I still need your help. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend or two. See you next week.